love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to episode 40 of Banter Buddies, a podcast where Brian and Neil hang out on talking to microphones instead of rapping and yelling. We just talk. We just just say things in a, in a nice... We speak in our normal voices. Yeah, normal voices. No uh, no performing here. We're just chatting. Brian, welcome to welcome to episode 40. We're 40 years old. Wow. Feels great. Now, are we over the hill now? I've ne- mm. I always was confused about this because I feel like when people turned 40 when I was a kid was like heyday of like getting the toilet in your yard and stuff like that and over the hill. Like I remember my parents, friends, they like TP'd their house and stuff like that, but I, it didn't make any sense to me. I was always like, wouldn't you do that at 41? You're <laughs> over the hill? It doesn't make sense. Oh, well, but I guess 40 is the hill? Uh, yeah, I think um, I think if you, right when you turn 40, like, um, based on based on your time of birth, like that, you're at the very top of the hill. But then, like, once, once like, the minutes and hours start rolling beyond that, then you are you are headed down the hill at that point. So as long as you hit them after their 40th and not like right on it or a little bit before, I feel like it is a good, it is a fair thing to say. But your point is well taken that it seems like, uh, you know, one, one over 40 would really be over the hill. But maybe it's just down so to So you're minutes. supposed to text them and find out when they were born, uh-huh, like uh-huh. the minute. Yeah, otherwise you might get it wrong. All right. Um, yeah, you don't want to get it wrong. They I gotta ask. Good. I gotta ask about this toilet prank, though, Brian. I've heard of TPing. What is the, what is the toilet? You mean you're putting a an entire porcelain toilet in someone's yard? My parents' friends, yeah, they put they put a <laughs> old toilet in their yard. They put they decorated their whole yard. My oh. parents are the same age, and their birthday is like six days apart. It's kind of wild, and so like, I guess us kids probably should do more stuff for their birthdays because it's easy, but. Uh, yeah, their friends, uh, their friends went pretty hard on their fortieth. I don't know if that's because like my parents went hard for them, and it was retaliation and doubled down. So, well, I was just wondering if the if the toilet had any significance, but maybe it's just like uh, you know, uh, you know, sort of uh, if you're TPing someone's house, it's like okay, here's the toilet, or it's just like here's a bunch of you know things that should not go in a yard that we're going to put in your yard. That's the prank. Yeah, that's all I know. I think <laughs> it's just prank. That was just prank stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think they shaving cream their car too. Whoa! But that that was kind of bad. I think I can't remember. Something happened. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. Jeez. One prank happened. I I got I got to ask my parents now that I'm looking back. A prank happened. Their friends did to them that like ruined something like intense. I don't remember what it was, or like stained the car forever. Yeah. So, but no, good times. We no. just had an old station wagon. You know what I mean? With the the you know the back seat that flips up that you look backwards all like wood paneling oh. my f- my friends called it the grocery getter but i loved it <laughs> the grocery getter what'd you guys have growing up minivan what you that's guys a have? really good one yeah uh all, all van all the way you know just all as van early all as way. i can remember it's all vans you know wood panel van you know kind of in the you know early 90s and then um hmm I don't know. And then I remember, I think, like a red van, you know, kind of like a red minivan, maybe like a Ford Windstar or something like that, you know, had the, Ooh. I remember the, like uh, there was automatic the, doors. There the was original, the original uh, Chevrolet, what's the Chevrolet minivan? It was like navy blue, 
but then it had like that stripe of wood paneling on the side. And <laughs> I think that's my dream car. I think that's, I never had that. I want that, that minivan. Oh. Town and country, like 1993 or something. I, I, I need that. That's that sounds good. That's great. It looks like they call it the like Express uh, right now, but maybe it was the Venture. It looks like they had a van called the Ooh. called the Venture um, at one point. Also, I remember like the, there was something called like an Astro van. I feel like maybe that was a a Chevy thing. Oh, it wasn't that? That's one you can like put bunks in. Yeah, I, I remember when we were looking looking for vans for uh, for you and I to like sleep in because we didn't know any better. Yeah, it's like and, a conversion. Uh, I looked at a lot of Astros. Right? Yeah. Yeah, conversion. Well, you asked me how I was doing, and I jumped right in there, Neil. So uh, I'm doing good. Thank you for inviting me to the 40th episode. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. What do you have a dream car? Well, man, I don't know. I mean, I would like a. I've never really thought about it in a van, but you know, we we drive around a van sometimes. We owned a van for a little while. Um, those aren't dream cars. Um, you know, I just I'm, I just want to when I think about a dream car, I just want like a futuristic stuff you know what i mean i want i want like uh the latest and greatest of like oh we've been thinking about this and here's how cars are going to be now so i guess for the time being that just means an electric vehicle but um you know i don't know maybe there when we we push past that you know whatever that is so i don't know i just like the cutting edge but that's that's kind of tough with with cars usually you know that stuff kind of takes a while to trickle down until everybody can get it so I don't know. I just think about that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't think either of us really cares too much about cars. Like in a, <laughs> we don't. We don't. I don't really follow I don't really the industry or know what's coming. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, well, I hope there's I've never some. Dreamed, I've dreamed of a car that works. That's what I dreamed of. Yeah. And, and these days it's like, yeah, let's let's hope for some cars that aren't like as bad for the environment maybe. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, true. That's kind of that's what, what I like. Good gas mileage, but uh, you know, not not bad for the environment. That's, that's about it. <laughs> Good times. Cars, uh, vans, uh, pranking adults. I like middle-aged people pranking each other. It's just funny to me. I've just, you know, you don't hear very much about that. So I'm glad, uh, glad your parents got in on the action. That's, uh, that's very fun. Spurned on maybe by, you know, by your people want to give us money. People want to give us money for us to like make a shout out video for their friend or their mm. teacher or their kid for their birthday or something like that. Yeah, yeah. How come they're not paying us money to drive to their house in the night and prank them and like teepee their whole house and put a sign that said like cuckoo kangaroo did this in your face. Yeah. Kelsey. I think we just got to work up our reputation. You know, I think just, just, um, you know, releasing a song called pranks a lot is a good, that's a good first step. Um, but you know, I, you know, we, we know about our, our friend MC Lars, you know, he, he kind of came up, um, you know, doing like prank phone calls and recording them and stuff like before he was a rapper and everything. And, you know, he's still really into the prank world and especially like crank calls and stuff. Um, so I, I think like we just need to get established in that world and let people know that that's something that we're into. And then I feel like those offers will, will, uh, come streaming in at that point. Yeah, we'll just got to do a couple for free, but we don't tell anybody we do them for free, you know, and we'll document them and but I'm really good at teeping houses, are you? I I got some real workout on teeping in high school. Yeah, I think you so. Guys I mean, I think I have a pretty solid arm for for something like that, you know. I definitely think I'm a, I'm your guy for getting it over the house and you know, making sure that you unravel the right amounts beforehand so you're not just like chucking the whole 
you know, the whole clump I'm so happy you said top. that. That yeah. is exactly what you need to do. You need yeah. to, like, basically step on the end and give it some slack before you throw uh, it. Right. But then you got to make sure yeah, you throw it in the correct way that like, unravel. So, yeah, there's certainly an art to it. And you know what? It's been 20 years or so. So I'd probably be pretty bad these days. But, you know, I, I would like to think that uh, the technique would uh, would come through eventually, you know, by roll two or three potentially. So um, I'm into that. We should um, – Maybe we should just like um, you know think of a music video idea that involves us throwing toilet paper all over something, um, you know, for for the sake of the video, but then also just for in our personal lives to make sure that we're not getting too rusty with uh, you know the TPing side of things. And again, then other people will be able to see that and they'll say, "Oh, these guys are really into pranks." I'm going to hire them yeah. to TP my five year old's house. Do five year olds own homes? Well, I don't know. It depends how big it is. I feel like you could have a little uh, yeah. a little. Uh, a little backyard, a uh, little home, you know, a little. Uh, it could, yeah, could change your, you know, shed into a into a little like uh, beach house, um, not beach house, a pool house, you know, guest house in the backyard. So, Neil, I'm getting off the rails here talking about pranking. We need to get to the the root of the update here. Oh. You have been dog sitting this week mm. to a gigantic puppy. Let's hear the update. Oh, yeah. I am uh, currently um, in possession of my sister's dog, Arlo. He is uh, he's very large. I don't know how much he weighs, but, yeah, my sister was out of town for a few days. And so I am uh, – I got dog duty, and, uh, you know, I got Josie here, so, you know, it's, it's all good. It's, it's, not, it's not a new thing for me. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all ready for, for the dogs to be in the house. But Arlo is um, – he is massive. Yeah, he's he's probably like two and a half feet tall or something like that. Like the, his back, you know, like <laughs> it's way up there. And uh, uh, what kind of dog is he? He is um, he's not a Rottweiler. He's adorable. That's what he is. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's big. And um, he's not a Rottweiler. He is a um, Doberman. That's what he is. Um, he's a big old Doberman dog. So, um, oh. Yeah, I think Doberman. He doesn't have the pointy ears. He has, like, down ears, though. Um, so, yeah, the, my sister thought he was kind of like a combo of a whole bunch of things. But they did the, did the like, uh, send me the test. And uh, I guess he's, uh, he's full on. So pretty much Doberman life. He's just very big. And Josie's kind of small. But uh, it's been going well. They get along fine. Um, Arlo is just more of a barker, you know. He just, uh, he, when you see somebody outside, he's got a big, loud, deep, uh, bark, but he's a sweetie, and uh, it's it's been good. It's it's been very good. It's also just very good for Josie. She doesn't get much socialization with other hounds, so it's good for her to have a buddy to romp around with, and they go run in the backyard, and things have been good. You know, Arlo just he's been good, but he just like wakes me up in the middle of the night. Well, not really, like in the morning, like when it's time for him to go to the bathroom, which is nice. He'll just like come up and like hit me with his nose um like in my, in my arm and uh, <laughs> that's so cute and that's it so that's what's cool because uh, i was worried it would maybe be it might be an accident or you know he wouldn't know the deal but he just knows what to do because josie just sits there all night but uh yeah arlo let me know so it's been going well arlo's a very good dog very good boy he's just kind of rambunctious um and it's really hard because the pics have been cute the little dog walk videos yeah I've get enjoyed. double dog walk and arlo man he can just pull you he is he is so big so it is. Uh, it's been interesting to yeah, have a have a small dog and a big dog in the picture. Arlo's a sweetie. He's just you know he, when he gets going, he's just so huge. It's just like dang, like it's just he's so muscular and stuff. So what a big boy. But yeah, that's been my life hanging out. But uh, sister's coming to pick up the dog here after we record. So as you hear this, I will be back to one dog. 
but uh, it's it's been a good time with uh, with the big one. So, yeah, maybe someday uh, your your uh, your kids can ride ride him or something like that because that's how big he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like real life Clifford. Mm, yeah, he's like that. But it's a good time. It's, he's a sweetie. He, he's a uh, he's he's being a good boy. Uh, but yeah, dog life. That's what's going on, and um, we're hanging out. We were uh, we were in Canada. Now we're not. And uh, we're happy to be back here with another episode of the podcast, everybody. Let's do it. And uh, Let's today, do it. today uh, we have a, we have an episode where we're talking movies, talking films, talking um, talking about uh, the big screen, of course, and uh, specifically sequels, part twos. Uh, and uh, I'm excited because you know the sequel. I feel like is something that is 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 often sort of seen as um, not necessary or like a money grab or it's really just based on how well the first one went um and and so like financially so maybe there's sometimes not like a a second story in there but they got to get the film out anyway so i feel like a lot of sequels um you know get uh, derided as like oh you know it's never as good as the first right it's kind of like a you know like the book and the movie it's like uh, oh the movie's never as good as the book feel like in general the sequel is never good as the original but there are of course some some exceptions to that and that's what we're going to talk about today let's do it i'm ready all right Neil? well we gotta talk about our faves then and i was thinking about this for a little bit brian and um you know i, I guess we'll get to this as maybe it will come up as we talk to some of our listeners but to me a sequel is uh, i have a very strict um, definition of a sequel, and that is the film um, has to be the second film to the first. Because I saw a lot of lists, and it listed like part threes and part fours as sequels. You know, how, how do you feel about um, that definition of sequels? Do you count? I mean, I guess it's like, um, I guess what are those other films then, right? Like, what is the third Rocky or something like that if it's not a sequel? I guess so. Definitionally, I feel like it really is a sequel, but I feel like um, sort of the spirit of this conversation. Conversation is really more of a part two, right? Like, how do you how do you define the sequel as far as if it has more parts? Like, Toy Story three and four are those continued with sequels? That's the third part of the trilogy or the <laughs> fourth movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, but if they get that long, that means that a sequel, like the second movie, was good enough for the third yeah, one to happen. Right. Yeah. So I, I like to compare them in those. I like to compare them in the slot where they are, mm-hmm. right? When you're con. Pairing like Star Wars, A New Hope, you know, what's uh, Empire Strikes Back to Return of the Jedi. Like you can look at Toy Story 1, 2, 3 because it's the story like continuing. So, yeah, yeah, I, I like I'd sum them up. Maybe I don't know. People might have different opinions. That's fine. We'll we'll trash them for it. But um, sequel is a sequel. It's called second movie. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. So I think generally that's how we'll go at it. And then I guess the other thing is like I was thinking about. I guess the only really um, example I can really come up with is Harry Potter, but I feel like those are not sequels because they're based on books that already existed, right? Like it's not like a, a new film that came out where there wasn't, um, you know, already like a original sort of story there, right? So like those are those are those are films based on individual books. It's not like the second one is a sequel to the first Harry Potter, right? I mean, that's kind of a little, that's getting a little gray. 
that one is just like so different. So I guess illuminated. they're like book sequels, right? Like book two is the sequel to Harry Potter one. Like I guess you could put yeah. it that way. But and I the guess movie there's so many it becomes a yeah. series, and you don't think of it as a sequel, you know. But I guess that's the same as like you know Back to the Future or like Rocky when there's like a lot of them. It's like oh now this becomes a series of films or something like that. Yeah, book two still could be bad. So like Harry Potter two, I do enjoy. Like so you can you can put that in the in the pantheon you know but yeah. when you're thinking about it like i would never like put like my very favorite harry potter movies are like movie three or seven and eight but i'd never like put them up to something when you're specifically talking about sequels when you're just talking about favorite movies that's fine but this is a specific category i would say and a mm-hmm. sequel is so difficult because you're most of the time when it isn't based off of like a giant like pre-known franchise is like you're building upon a story already you know, and it's like, how can you keep the story moving and keep somebody interested? And usually they do that by like adding a new twist or a new conflict that you need for a movie. And that sometimes is adding new characters and stuff. And how do you keep your main hero still the main hero with bringing in some new blood? And Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So there's a, a lot that goes into this. It's just kind of how. How I was thinking about it and and stuff like that, but let's uh, let's get to our favorite sequels, our our standout. Um, I guess I have two, but uh, one's kind of a you know kind of an honorable mention, I guess, um, or kind of a yeah like a specific situation. But um, my favorite sequel of all time, Brian, is one you already mentioned. That's Empire Strikes Back. I I think that is of all the of all the films I've seen sequels to. I feel like that one stands out the most to me. It's uh, it's my favorite Star Wars film, and um, something that I just think uh, you know it's it, obviously there's a lot of Star Wars films now, and you know whether those are sequels or you know you know parts of a trilogy or parts of a larger series now. I guess it depends how you cut it, but this one is uh, you know Empire Strikes Back is straight up number two, so it's not even. I feel like it automatically fits the bill as uh, as the secondary. Uh, film like you said to new new hope a new hope so uh yeah that's the one for me i don't know it just continues on and, and gives us more of the amazing uh you know space odyssey and um you know the characters that we loved uh from uh, from a new hope and just pushes it forward and just makes it so much more rich and i think like also i feel like when i think of trilogies i feel like star wars at least for me is is the one that I think about first, and so really, I think this film has a has really like important place in like film culture of being like, oh, the, now now this is sort of like the now it's spawned three trilogy, right? It's now three complete trilogies, and this was the first film to kind of be like, all right, we're going to keep this going. So I think uh, both personally and sort of like historically, it has has a lot going for it. So Empire Strikes Back, that's uh, that's mine. What do you think about that one? You're not. That's a great film, but you're not going to say your favorite movie of all time, which is Home Alone Two. Well, that is uh, that was the other one I was going to bring up. Yeah, sort of an honorable mention because that is definitely the sequel and film in just life I've seen the most. Um, that's the film I know the, the best. You know, essentially every line is something I can repeat. It's the only one of the only films I watch. Period. Um, but it's the only film I watch annually. <laughs> we watch it every Christmas uh, with my fam, as I believe I've said on the show before. So that's a really good sequel. They too. do a good job. They do a good job. Yeah, I think that one's just 
like really solid. And I think uh, I think there's a lot of people who actually, um, you know, these days, too, would like say that they like it more than one um, as well. So I don't know that it is just uh, it's just me over here, just my family who's <laughs> who's really in the home alone, too. I think it, it kind of does stand up for a lot of people like right alongside number one. Um, so. So, yeah, I think that's another example of, of something that people would say is, uh, you know, is uh, is one of the better sequels out there. So, yeah, that's that's the one I watch the most. I got a lot of love for that one. But that one's more kind of like, oh, this is. This is like my family's like kind of weird favorite film to watch all the time, um, but certainly you know it's no yeah, slouch either. It. There's worse sequels out there for sure, so uh, it's it's all good for sure. Like my favorite movie, Goon, the sequel, Goon <laughs> Two, Rise of the Enforcers is bad. It's bad. <laughs> I love Rise of the Enforcers. <laughs> I, love it. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, there's some rough ones, but so, that's okay. That's okay. Everybody tries their best. So yeah, those are my two, like my real answer, and then like the one that like I watch the most. But you know, there's probably better sequels out there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it for me. It's what not about-, about what's better; it's about what's your favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still got to put Empire above it, though. But uh, yeah, those are those are the big two right there. But what came to mind for you when you were uh, speaking, thinking about uh, thinking about these uh, these sequel films? Uh, it's a it's a it's a no brainer for me. It's going to be Mighty Ducks. It's going to be D two. Mm, yes, just right there, right there in the title. D two. I love yeah. it. I love it so much. It's a it's a rewatchable for me. It's my favorite of the three films. I think uh, you don't even basically need the first film to even understand the second film. You can just go. It's got a whole lineup of. It does basically a montage of bringing these new characters, and then on top of it, they're like. They have like weird tricks that they do on their hockey team. They're facing the the big scary Iceland team and they do all their like clown tricks. You got Bombay kind of in his prime as coach and yeah, I love it. I'm I'm totally down for Mighty Ducks too and people can rail me as much as they want for it, but it's a great movie. What do you what, I I mean I I definitely like that movie a lot too. What what do you understand about the like critical reception to that film? Like Especially like these days, kind of like what I said about Home Alone too. Like sometimes I'll even see like little polls like on Twitter. Or, I, I forget. Sometimes I'll just see like a lot of love for Home Alone too. Um, do you feel like there is maybe retroactively even like? Do you think that's the same the same deal with with uh, with with my? I couldn't Ducks? tell you. I actually don't know anybody else that likes D two that much. <laughs> maybe that's all but, we need to I'm know not, right there. <laughs> and I'm not even saying it. I'm not like doing it as like an ironic thing. Like I love this movie, but yeah. let's take a look here. I'm looking it up. I've never no. actually looked it up. I've looked up Space Jam before. I know it has like 33 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I can oh, confirm. Oh D2. Oh no. Oh no. D2 has a 21 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen, everybody and out there, audience got- audience score of 59 percent too. I can confirm that Brian is Uh-oh. is is for real about D two. Okay, this is it's not a bit. It's not. Um, and you know what? I feel like there would be there's better films to say that this is my favorite like sequel that are like even considered worse. Right? You could go, you could find wor- way worse ones that are like ironic or just like ridiculous. I feel like D two is all right. Plus, it's got the Minnesota connection. Uh, you know, we got we got Keenan. Right, Keenan, <laughs> Keenan Thompson. Oh my gosh, Keenan comes in with the knuckle puck. The knuckle now puck. it is get really bad because, like, at the end they wear, they flip and wear like the Anaheim Mighty Ducks like jerseys that became oh, the franchise, yeah. and then they made the animated series off of it. That's kind of <laughs> yikesy. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's move on to my quick, my second favorite. Yes, yes. My second favorite um, sequel. 
that might actually, if you're like talking about like writing or something like that, this actually is probably a better movie. Um, and I'm looking up this one on Rotten Tomatoes too, and it's even worse. <laughs> but uh, Whoopi Goldberg's Sister Act Two is incredible. That, that would have been is, that would have been my guess for what you were going to say. For my first one, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I thought you'd put that one a little bit above Mighty Ducks, but no, they're those are both those are both definitely make sense to me. Yeah, you've I've I've talked about these movies for fifteen. I've known you for like seventeen years. I think I've talked about you in the first. I've talked about these movies like the first week I met you. Probably like, let's yeah. sit down, let's watch Sister Act two. Yeah, and I feel it's like so good. Sis- Lauren Sis- Hills in that movie. The soundtrack is incredible. The montage at the end is. I'm I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it. Sister Act and but Sister both- Act two are like. I feel like it's interesting because like those you know those are always on hotel. Um, cable channels like a lot way more like I we, I feel like we never run into oh look Mighty Ducks is on or D2 is on like those uh, maybe it's because it's like Disney but so is Sister Act right like I don't know for some reason like I feel like Sister Act is just way bigger and Sister Act 2 is like way bigger on like you know TBS and TNT and USA and some of those like hey we're just running movies over here type of channels yeah Buena Vista that's Disney right <laughs> yeah um, so <laughs> yeah that's interesting because I feel like we see Sister Neil, Act remember like a, a couple months ago like I, I don't like say you any like pop culture news at all and i like blew up i like i think i emailed you and i texted you and i sent it in our slack channel i was like sister act three got greenlit <laughs> I was so psyched. greenlit it's sister happening. act two came out in 1993 oh. sister act three is gonna come out in like 2025 oh, oh no big deal it's a, it's a great time for american media let's get the band back all right together. all right I can't believe I'm looking up my favorite movies on Rotten Tomatoes and none of them are getting above 25%. Oh, they don't know what they're talking about over there. They don't, they know. don't know what they're talking about. They don't know at all. All right, cool. Well, now, uh, now you know what our favorites are. And uh, this is the part of the show where we uh, turn it over to uh, the Cuckoo Voicemail and uh, listen to all your wonderful voices talking about your favorite sequels. So uh, first caller, who are you? Hey, Koo, this is Kelsey from Beachwood, New Jersey, and I'm calling to tell you about my favorite movie sequel, Batman Returns. I love this movie because it is a classic Christmas movie, and the casting is amazing. I love Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Danny DeVito is a great penguin. Christopher Walken and so many other people are in this movie. And I just think it's so funny, and it's it's just perfect Batman movie. I don't want any of this scary Batman or anything like that. Just give me Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito and Jack Nicholson in the Batman Force. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Kelsey in the house. Thanks for calling. Starting us off. With- What's up, New Jersey? Telling us exactly why. Exactly oh. why you like it. And I, I it. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, Batman Returns. I get it. I, I, don't want, I don't want Batman to be scary, but I also don't want Batman to be like climbing up a wall that you know is like a flat wall, but they just turn the camera <laughs> sideways. You know, this is a nice like middle. Yeah, you're talking about Adam West, uh, the, the classics of the TV show. <laughs> yeah, um, Batman Returns, 1992. Um, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, tomato meter there, Brian. So... We're moving on Ooh. up here, and I don't know. She said she doesn't like the scary one, but the the log line here, first line, director Tim Burton's dark, brooding atmosphere 
Michael Keaton's work as the tormented hero and the flawless casting of Dane DeVito as the Penguin and Christopher Walken as well. Christopher Walken, make the sequel better than the first. Ooh, there you go right there. I didn't realize Christopher Walken was in this. <laughs> I didn't know that. I definitely remember DeVito. He was Penguin. Uh, so that's... This isn't the one with the Prince song, right? Uh, it might be. That's a different uh, Batman, Bat- right? Bat Dance or something like that. It's, it's called like Bat. No, that's a different. that's a different one, I think. Yeah, Wait, maybe does this that, one have Jack Nicholson in it? No, uh, the, I no, think it's the, the first one that must be the one that has the has the song and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, this has yeah Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Christopher Walken has Max Shrek. Max S H R E C K. I don't think that's a that's like a villain of any sort. So there you go. I got to go back and watch this one. Definitely been a long time. Um, but yeah, it's good to know that this one is uh, is a favorite. I feel like Batman, um, Batman and Robin, or Batman Forever, which one, one of those? Like those are maybe a little less. I think those are more like this is goofy, <laughs> like this is ridiculous with like Arnold and stuff like that in them. <laughs> Speaking of the multiverse now that uh-huh. we didn't just speak of, but wouldn't it be great to like get all the Alfreds like in a movie and mm. all they do is sit around and whine about like what Batman like all his like weird like pet peeves he needs like oh he needs a soda at like 33 degrees fahrenheit i would would watch that just like a round table fun movie yeah just like telling stories and i feel like it's maybe more of a podcast but yeah it's uh i'd love to hear from all the alfreds and uh hear about their experiences you know serving the serving the dark night there so uh that's cool (laughs) dark night the dark night yeah all right right on kelsey thanks for calling in about Batman Returns. Yo, Brian and Neil. This is Kelly from St. Paul, a.k.a. Mr. E. I am calling in to tell you about my favorite or what the best movie sequel of all time is. I'm really curious to know which one you guys think is, what's the correct answer. So I'm hoping to hit it on the the head here. Um, You know, there's so many good ones to choose from. You know, there's uh, Back to the Future 2, I think, is a great one. I think that, uh, you know, Hot Tub Time Machine 2 is fantastic. Um, but I would say the best one of all time has to be Terminator 2, uh, Judgment Day. I mean, what a classic. Everybody loves that movie. Um, you know, that movie is made for the general audience. And it's made to have something in there for everybody. But who would have known that the turn from making Arnold the bad guy into making Arnold the good guy would be so successful? Hands down, I think that's the best movie sequel of all time, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Let me know what you guys think. Also, uh, got to see you guys at, at the Liquid Zoo. Fantastic show. Very next week, went out to Fairmont to the the streets of Fairmont. Thank you guys so much for inviting me up on stage to do some Popsico. Been having kind of a rough year. Definitely the highlight of my year this year. So thank you so much. Can't wait to see you guys again. Can't wait to hear what you guys think about the movies. All right. Bye. Oh, the falsetto, Mr. E, getting up there. Mr. E rolling it down. <laughs> Neil, let's get to the let's get let's get to all this stuff, but let's go right into the heart of it. Have you seen Terminator Two? Yes, I have seen Terminator Two. I, I I do think it is it is a definitely a very cool movie. I, I think I saw it before Terminator One potentially. 
<laughs> I was like so young, you know. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think about. I just listened to the Rewatchables podcast about uh, Austin Powers, and they were like talking to. Basically, it's like Bill Simmons and somebody 10 years younger than him and then somebody even like 10 years younger than them talking about Austin Powers. And this person was like, oh, I've, I saw two and three first. Then I went back and watched one. And it was like, why would you think one is better if you saw two, which has Mini-Me in it? You know what I mean? And this is where like the same thing you're talking about. Like, I definitely saw two first. So I knew Arnold as the good guy <laughs> yeah as the and hero. then later i yeah later i went back and i was like oh wait he started as the villain and it, i think it would be way better if you watched one first and then saw two you know yeah all right that's it well and hey we're staying in the same era here 1991 93 on rotten tomatoes wow so we're hitting two of the top sequels ever i feel like as far as uh you know you know the ratings go on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. T2. No Sister Act two, but no, I get no, it, I we'll, get it. we'll get to that one a little bit later. We'll check up on some of those, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's a cool one, and this was huge. This says it was the number one uh, um, grossing film of 1991. So uh, James Cameron directed it and co-wrote the script. That's cool. I didn't really realize he was the Terminator. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't know. I don't know Cameron's whole whole back thing so that's cool he was involved in this and all the you know probably the cgi and a lot of like the groundbreaking effects that you know this franchise kind of uh ushered in so that's really cool i haven't thought about this movie for a long time but definitely i was you know kind of (laughs) again maybe a little too young it was like kind of in early elementary (laughs) you know i was six in 1991 we were six uh, in 1991 so you know i don't know i don't know how like uh, i don't really remember how like uh violent or you know uh, like sort of gnarly it is. I can't see if it's if it's is it PG thirteen or something because that's the thing. He was you know um, you know our, our caller Kelly was kind of saying it's kind of like for everybody. But it's like really is it like a <laughs> seems like kind of like violent and intense and, and like dark. But maybe maybe not. Maybe it's just kind of what I'm remembering and maybe it's a little bit more of a you know PG thirteen action film for <laughs> for like teens and stuff too. But if my mom wouldn't let me watch James Bond when I was like sixteen, yeah. Yeah. Almost like seventeen. <laughs> I don't know why she wouldn't let me watch Terminator yeah. Two when I was six. What the heck, mom? No, it's Come definitely on. R. It's definitely a rated R movie. Okay, good times. Let's well, go. Uh, yeah, thank. I gotta Kelly. check that out. I think I'll watch that. I I need to watch it again. I know. I know it's a great. So yeah. I'll watch it when we're on some. I bet it's on some Delta somewhere. Oh what, yeah. Have you seen any of the Hot Tub Time Machine movies? I haven't. I should get around to it, especially now that number two is apparently decent. So, so yeah, let's check it out. Have you seen? Have you seen them? I haven't seen them. I just know they're stacked with like really funny people. So yeah, yeah, definitely, but definitely good. He, if somebody hasn't, do you think uh, Back to the Future Two is going to get mentioned somewhere else, or we have to give it a little nod here? I think it will. You know, I definitely think it will. And also, all right, we'll let it roll. There's a there's a question about it in uh, in uh, in our trivia today, Brian. So uh, you'll oh, get you'll get a mention there. Okay. But I would probably guess that another caller would also also mention it. So uh, yeah, shout out to Kelly. Thanks for coming to two shows here in Minnesota. And um, yeah, appreciate you calling. Who do we have next? I, I recognized I recognized Mr. E Ooh. from the stage purely based off of. Kelly's Instagram like handle like was wearing like a hat with sunglasses and like was squared in I like saw him from the stage and just uh, it, the his name like I had never met him before just appeared in my head and I was like 
are you Kelly <laughs> on the microphone? He goes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's go. Wow, <laughs> Just his, knew. his identity precedes him. Precedes him. All nice. right, Kelly, thanks for calling in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Terminator 2. One and then two. T2. No two. All right, let's do it. Next caller. Hi, Kiss Kiss Kangaroo. My name is Annabelle, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And my favorite is Sing 2 because it has a space musical, and I love space. Okay, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Oh, classic right there, Annabelle. Always on the show. And uh, Sing. Sing, Brian, the new... The new, um, you know, it's, I don't know what you'd call it, musical. I guess it's just a musical. She said it, right? It's like a musical comedy. Animated musical. Yeah. Sing 2 is baller. Sing 1 had such, like, setup hype to try to, like, get these, like, they were kind of like a variety show, you know, and these, like, misfits were coming yeah. together that were great singers and they did something different. But by the time Sing 2 comes along, it's like, I know these people. Let's just get to the hits, baby. And that's what they do. They just sing. I think there's a couple original songs and then like a bunch of hits, you know, and tons and tons and tons, tons. Neil, look at the IMDb. Look at all the famous oh, people yeah. and sing too. All the voices. Their budget is nuts. Yeah, my boy Pharrell is in here. A lot of, a lot of you know, a lot of pop voices as well. You know, beyond just like the, you know, the the. Well, I mean, maybe like, hey, we got Matthew McConaughey, we got Reese Witherspoon, Scarlett Johansson. Maybe they're singing as well. But I would imagine they sing. They do. They they sing a little bit and they're good. Uh-huh. So, but then Pharrell and Halsey are also on this. Eric Andre, uh, Bono <laughs> apparently has a voice in this thing. So that's pretty wild. But yeah, I've definitely heard of this. The best show. person is the guy who plays the young gorilla. The uh, Taron, what's his name? You got it pulled up there. Taron Edgerton, the guy who did. Uh, oh yeah, I have him here. I know him from plays Eddie Johnny. the Eagle, but he was he did the yeah. What's his name? His name is Johnny in the film. Piano. Oh yeah, but what he played Piano Man. What's his name? Rocket Man. Oh, Elton. Elton John. He was the Elton yeah. John guy. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, Sing and Sing Two. Okay, so Sing Two is probably enough. So you're saying that it at least is sort of uh, it's under it's better than the first in 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 sort of you know even just because it's you were kind of saying like they didn't really know what they had until it came out and then they like nailed it with Sing Two is kind of what I'm getting getting from you here yeah or just in that type of thing like they do need to like set up the characters but sometimes like sometimes you in a first movie you know how you like do you set up all the characters basically yeah for two to ride right like really well or the first one is like such a completion of the thought that that sometimes that's where the sequel struggles is that like where do we go from here you know that's right well you know depends I think uh-huh. I think for sure Annabelle probably you know pretty pretty much consistently every week Annabelle is is uh, the youngest person to call in and you know Sing Two is a film from 2021 Brian so uh, you know it's, it's still sequel hits are still possible uh, and sequel sequel hits are still possible yeah, also it's nice is... to have pop songs sung differently that aren't kids bop because kids bop is disgusting and uh, should be outlawed. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah, and Sing too. Yeah, uh, the, uh, it was released uh, 30 years after our last uh, mentioned film of uh, T2. So there you go. That's that's the range that we bring you here. Now we're never going to be able to tour. With, now we're <laughs> never going to be able to open for Kids Bop because I publicly said that. I've been yeah. holding it back to see if we could open for them, but that's not going to happen. So yeah, they um, they definitely are some of our listeners here. The kids from Kids Bop. 
they're, they're being, you think they are? I, you think they listen? I think uh, they could be. I, I hope they are. Uh, maybe they'll hear you and they'll be like, you know, he's right. We gotta, we gotta shape it up. We can do better than this. We, <laughs> we gotta do. We, we gotta not go for the money. Let's you're do a, it. You're an influential person, Brian. You might, you might be able to change their ways. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, Annabelle, <laughs> you're the best. What we got next? Hi, my name is Zach. I'm from Henderson, Nevada. Uh, I actually saw that you guys have a couple of free shows coming up in the Las Vegas area in July, which would be super exciting, except I will be vacationing in the great state of Minnesota that weekend, so uh, maybe next time. Um, so anyway, I, I could talk to you about why I think Empire Strikes Back was such a great sequel, but I've kind of noticed on the last few episodes you've been, I think, subtly daring the listeners to call in and bend or break the rules even of, uh, of what you're wanting us to talk about. So I'm going to tell you about why I think Teen Wolf 2 is the most spectacularly bad sequel of all time. Um, I actually really like the original Teen Wolf movie. Um, it's not a great movie, but there's some charm to it. I, I you know, enjoy it quite a bit. But, you know, it was a modest commercial success that came out right after Back to the Future. So, I, you know, it probably made most of its money based on the fact that Michael J. Fox was in it. But I don't think the world was begging for, for a Teen Wolf sequel. Um, but nevertheless, they did one, and Michael J. Fox did not want to come back. So they put in Jason Bateman as as Scott Howard's cousin, who also becomes a Teen Wolf, which is why it's Teen Wolf T-O-O. Um, so, you know, they had to recast the, the main character. Um, there's a couple of people who return from the first movie. You have uh, Scott Howard's dad, who he just acts completely differently in this movie. He's only in it for the first few minutes. Uh, Chubby returns, but he's, the actor was like 30 years old. He's supposed to be a freshman in college. That's ridiculous. They had to recast Styles. They had to recast Coach Finstock, who was one of the only legitimately funny characters in the first movie. Um, and, and the plot is absolutely, like, they, they just took the plot points, like the structure of the first movie, and they updated the high school part to college and the basketball part to boxing. Other than that, it's like pretty much the exact same story. You could probably watch them side by side. They'd sync up in some ways. Uh, the makeup and, and the effects were somehow worse. It, in some cases, they're better, but it just it looks worse and more ridiculous. Um, and and just the, the biggest failing is that it has none of the charm of the original. It just comes off as a poorly produced sequel. It, it, watching it, I cannot understand how this movie got any green lights from, you know, from the budget or whatever. Like, there's, there's no redeeming factors about this. I don't even understand why they made it. So that's what I'm going with. The most spectacularly bad sequel of all time, my favorite bad sequel of all time, is Teen Wolf 2. Oh, perfect. Zach, you know, uh, you, you, thought you, uh, you thought you heard correct. We do like when uh, our callers, you know, you know, kind of twist things up a little bit and, you know, really, really go in a different direction, potentially. You know, you still, you still, you know, have the spirit of, you know, talking about sequels, but instead of your favorite or the best, you went with the worst. <laughs> you win it. Hey, Zach's called in a couple times, and each time it increasingly gets better and better. Zach, um, <laughs> we got to hang out sometime. You'd be, great, you'd be a great dinner guest to hang. You'd be a good dinner hang, you know? He's yeah. got good things. I, um... Uh, I saw, I saw, no, I, I was listening to a podcast. Let me tell a story about when they met like Michael J. Fox and Jason Bateman like came up and like just, and maybe it was like at a fundraiser or something like that and put his arm around Michael J. Fox and like said to the other person and didn't say anything, no highs or anything, just goes like, hey, 
you ever think you'd see both teen wolves and then bounce and said you know <laughs> and uh and until that moment i guess i had never you know i'm too young to like be when uh, exist when teen wolf came out but i didn't know jason bateman had this like huge like teen thing i only knew him as rest of development and beyond yeah. but i've learned that since you know with all his current yeah, Fame, yeah, so. totally. That's fun. Teen, Good Teen one. Wolf Two is uh, 1987, so yeah, we're two years old, and uh, yeah, I definitely I saw the first one um, after you know, obviously, yeah, <laughs> after I was like a baby or whatever, but because mostly because it's just like a basketball movie, I don't really remember that much about it because I was like, oh, it has basketball and stuff, and look, Michael J. Fox, but I definitely did not see the the boxing sequel. That's <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny. They switch up the sport, and uh, it, it feels much sort of like uh, Air Bud, right? Just sort of like the mailed-in like Air Bud sequels, where it's just like, oh yeah, first one's basketball, <laughs> but now every single Air Bud beyond this is going to be playing a different different sport. Easy enough, just cut, you know, cut and copy and, and print it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, have you ever seen the either mailed of the- in Air Bud Neil <sighs> blasphemy? Careful, no, the sequels Air Bud Two. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I, know. I, I don't know if I've seen I'm two. Talking about they're great. Is two volleyball? I don't know. Two, two is probably football. <laughs> I, I think they're rough. Yeah. They're all rough. Yeah. I think I've had to watch them. Nothing's as bad as uh, uh, Beethoven. Beethoven. Oh. Beethoven has like babies. Yeah, Beethoven second. Yeah, Beethoven second. It. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> this one's a good one. This would be a great. This would be a great call on its own. Just like. You know, Zach, as that brings up, like, what's the worst movie of all time? And then I think our buddy Kenny would just call in and just list all his favorite movies. And yeah. that's what he likes, you know. Some people like bad. Just all those jams. I like the idea of changing something from basketball to boxing. Mm. Like, why you? Why wouldn't you, like, kind of keep it in the same vein? Or, like, do another slightly, like, team sport? But why would you go to boxing? That's just such a unique, like, are you bringing down and trying to get the cast smaller or something? I don't get it. Yeah, and I don't see really how a wolf would be that good at boxing. You know, at least in basketball, there's like speed and you know, like jumping ability is involved. Yeah, something that maybe wolves do better than humans. But I don't know about boxing. I feel like a, a person could outbox a wolf. But I guess I got. I guess I got to watch the film to find out. So uh, it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like running in the snow or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. All right, yeah. let's keep it rolling. Let's they, keep it rolling. They, Thank you, Zach, for that lovely thing. Have fun in Minnesota in July. We'll be in Vegas. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, guys. Travis from Riverside here. A little a little room for interpretation. I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be the part two or if it could be anything in the sequel because that could be like a part three, part four, et cetera. But I decided to keep it true, decided to keep it tight, decided to keep it with part twos. A couple honorable mentions. you got to mention Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Adam's Family Values, Major League Two, and, of course, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. But for me, there's only one choice for the best sequel of all time, the year 1990. The place, the Canyon Crest Movie Theater in Riverside, California. The movie theater so packed, I had to sit in the front row with my parents. The film, Young Guns 2, the best sequel of all time, most underrated Western of all time. We got Emilio Estevez in there, Lou Diamond Phillips, Kiefer Sutherland, and of course, one of the greatest movie songs of all time. Blaze of Glory by none other than Bon Jovi. Best sequel ever. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, that's what I got for uh, this this episode, guys. So uh, have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Uh, good work, Captain Duck. Bye. 
<laughs> I don't know the reference, Captain Duck. So, um, you know, maybe it was a Young Guns 2 reference, Brian. I don't know. You, uh, you familiar with Young Guns 2? You like Westerns? I've watched it, and I, but I've watched Young Guns 1 probably like my brother and I have watched it probably like five or six times. I've seen <laughs> Young Guns 2. But I don't fully remember. It could be. It could be from. It could be from something like that. That's great. Thanks for putting Sister Act Two back in the habit on uh, your list. Major League Two, so good. I have not seen Adam Adam's Family Two. Have you? Yeah, I like. I remember. I, I hardly forgot. I hardly remembered those films. But yeah, the live action '90s Adam's Family movies. Definitely remember those. Definitely saw those. Um, those are very fun, but <laughs> Young Guns here. I'm looking. I don't think I've seen like the movie poster of this. I don't even know. I don't know much about this at all. 1988. The sequel came out in '90, right there. So, so you've seen one and two, and and two two is just what just keeps it going. It just just builds on the first one. It's it's just. I I couldn't even I, I couldn't even say that. But here's something I do know about Young Guns. I feel like why you would know Young Guns. The quote. Of young guns, the regulators mount oh, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about? You know yeah. how like in like uh, LimeWire basically like had an edit of uh, was that a reg- was that a regulators? It's like Warren uh, G. What's it, Warren G. Yeah, I feel like there was. Like, the I don't quote, know if that was like the, the original song or that was like a cut. Mm, interesting. Yeah, what was that? Is that the hook? No, I just I just feel like in the intro there's like a spoken word like little almost like little like but may, is it, it might be a sample from the film is that what you're saying or they like have it's a sample it? from the film but I always thought it was like an edit that was just get, I never thought it was sure. the original but maybe sure. it is yeah maybe so um, yeah before like the beat comes I always in. just thought it was like a LimeWire thing like oh this is the <laughs> one that's on the like sharing board or something you know yeah. like I guess we gotta find out we gotta, it we was a clear out. black night. <laughs> yeah regulators yeah. that's how you know about this anyways i think that's kiefer i think that's key this is kiefer heyday okay. all right watching this movie like understood made me understand a little bit about why people cared about the tv series 24 so much because i was like mm. who's this guy but like right. we weren't like we weren't that was not our time yes. of this like brat brat pack and yeah. lou diamond diamond phillips is awesome he is. He just puts everybody in their place. He just needs to like be in every movie, and anybody who's like a little hot for their britches, Lou Diamond Phillips should just like come in and just be like, sit down. <laughs> you know? well, this is a great name. I got Lou this. Diamond. Diamond. Put that diamond in your middle name right there. I Lou. Love that. Yeah. That's great. Travis. Thanks for calling in. You won with Sister Act Two. That's all you get. But you yeah. kept it. You kept it tight as you should. As you should. All right, we got one more caller. Yeah. Let's uh, let's see who it is. Hey, this is Jeff, and I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. My favorite sequel of all time has to be D2, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, it's a no-brainer for me. The reasons, obviously, the Junior Goodwill Games. It was amazing. Also, I loved the new cast members that were added. Uh, you had Julie the Cat Gaffney. You had the Bash Brothers, Kenny Wu. Uh, it was it was phenomenal. So D2. Mighty Ducks, Junior Goodwill Games. <laughs> the Junior Goodwill Games. That's the Boom. reason it was great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jeff, come on. That's not the reason. This is my brother. Yeah. This is the, I'm glad he called in. Uh-huh. He just yeah. he just plays it down. I if I was ever gonna get some ink, I would think about getting a Mighty Ducks tattoo. That's <laughs> yes. what I might do. You yes. Know? Kenny um, Wu was so good, but Julie the uh, Cat Gaffney was incredible. Yeah. The I second goalie that like, weren't in tricked. D1. Yeah, no, just single bash, just uh, just Fulton. 
Uh, oh, wait, Fulton so Fulton Reed. Reed is in number one, but then he gets the brother in two? Yep. Okay. He, then he gets, yeah, uh, gosh, can't remember his name, but... Uh, mm. Yeah, his, his, yeah, the guy his, that his fellow other tough, the guy. other bash brother, the guy that rips his sleeves off, <laughs> and this is the one that says, "Yeah, no, I, one of the things I remember from this film, I don't really know why, is it's uh, it's like for, it's like kind of towards the end, I think, when they finally beat Iceland, and the and they say one of the Iceland people says, let 'Let's go shake their hands.'" Yes, <laughs> I don't yes, know why I remember that. Exactly. It's just like the funny, just like it's like kind of like European German accent. Let's go shake their hands. Uh. <laughs> and I, uh, he, uh, Estevez, uh, Coach Bombay goes on a date with like one of the Iceland trainers, basically, oh. and they're eating ice cream. And, um, and I, I remember, like, I, anytime somebody says the word Iceland or the word Greenland, I think about this lady, her voice comes in my head and it goes, <laughs> No, Iceland is very green and Greenland is covered in ice. Like, <laughs> like it's in my head. Yeah, but just listen, everybody. I, now that I'm like thinking about this movie right now, I understand why people would just absolutely just troll this movie. Um, you have a guy named Dwayne coming in that's from Texas, and he like ropes up people in practice and like does like puck tricks. Like it's it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious, but it's yeah. uh, you can. But that's why I'm in the ba- kind of band I'm in. You know what I mean? Like We're obnoxious. The, <laughs> so, like the knuckle no. puck is like defying physics. You know, just like it's just ridiculous, you know, how how up and down it can go. You know, it's just it's not that it's flipping. It's like it's raising up like two feet in the air and then like going (laughs) back down like up. (laughs) I don't know. At some point, it's just like, oh, yeah, this is like a kid's film. But yeah, good times. We love it. And yet the the hardest part of the film to watch is that um, what's his name still like Gee Gee like still doesn't get to kiss Connie. Oh. That's the best thing about Game Changers, the Disney Plus thing, is that you, they ended up together and have kids and named <laughs> named um, one of their kids Gordon, and oh, then they wow. like kind of trolled Gordon to be like, "Man, we named our kid after that guy. He's a jerk." <laughs> <laughs> but all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, I'm gonna go too much. But oh, we should we just have it. one where people live call in and we just talk about Mighty Ducks, and I'll defend it someday. Banter Buddies live. We will do it. All right. Um, thanks, everybody, for calling in. This was really fun. This was yeah. a delight. A good collection of films. We learned some things. We remembered some things. And, uh, yeah, lots of good options there. Go check them out. All this stuff's probably streaming in a service near you. And uh, now it's time to talk about what we'll do next time. Next episode of Banter Buddies. Um, we're going we're gonna to flip the script a little bit here. And we are going to um, change the format. For one episode only, and uh, we want you to call in. Instead of answering a prompt that we will give you, we simply want you to recommend something to us. Uh, coming up next, we're going to do a segment called Recommendations, and we do that every single every single episode, just because, uh, you know, when we see some cool stuff, we want to tell people about it and get it out there. And uh, we've been doing that for like 40 episodes straight, but we want to do a whole show where you recommend things that you think um brian and myself would enjoy you know you've been listening to us talk about our lives and um how we are the way we are and the type of media we're into and stuff like that so um you know it can be a movie tv show um you know we do a lot of podcasts 
games or it can just be like a kind of food or um, I don't know, a city or something like that that you've been to that you recommend, a place to travel, really anything, as long as you can recommend it to us, as long as you think for one reason or another, Brian and myself, or maybe just like one of us, maybe you have a recommendation for one for Brian, one for me, something like that. We'd love to hear it because, um, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're ready to accept some new things. We're kind of, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel of the, of our favorite things. And we need to replenish that with recommendations from you. So, um, Brian, are you excited to hear what our, what our listeners, um, you know, might be, might be recommending to us? Not just, uh, excited. I'm, um, What's the word? Like, I need it. I need it. Mm, I barely did new things. I require it. I barely did new things pre-kids. And, like, I wear all black everything just so I don't have to choose anything. I can just, like, keep it simple. Mm, And um, I need this in my life, everybody. This is a call for help, basically. So Yeah, we depend on you right now. Light up the phone lines. That's right. Recommend something to us. Call us, 612-424-424. 0036 leave a voicemail and uh you could very possibly find yourself on the next episode of banter buddies and uh to give you a little taste of how recommendations work well we're going to jump right to that segment right now all right it's recommendations so uh next episode of the show you let us know what you recommend but uh for episode 40 right now the one that you're currently listening to it's all us we're still in charge of the recommendations here brian so uh, we need to dig into it. I'll get it started this week. I want to recommend a comic book app. Yes, it's uh, kind of the comic book app. Um, it's called Marvel Unlimited. And for $10 a month, you can basically check out every single comic that Marvel has ever put out. I think there's some limitations on some of the newer stuff. You know, it's kind of like a buffer, like when like films come out in theaters and then like you have to wait like two months before it you know, comes to streaming or something like that. That's kind of what this is. Now, I've never really been into comic books in a big way. Um, I I enjoy the medium. I really think uh, I like people who like comic books, you know, that kind of culture and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't read very much, um, you know, traditional books or comic books at all. But I've recently gotten into it because um, I've wanted to dig a little deeper into some Star Wars stories. And Marvel has... um, kind of been operating the Star Wars franchise for, for a very long time, like all the Star Wars comics over the last, I don't know how long they've been putting them out, but, you know, 30 years or something like that, they've all been under the Marvel label. So if, you, if you're if you on Marvel Unlimited, you can go back, and there's, there's countless numbers of different, um, you know, different series based on uh, the Star Wars universe and uh, stuff like that. And so that's really what I've been I've been um, using it to to check out, which is kind of funny because like it's under Marvel, and I've, I think I've talked about it here before. I'm not you know super caught up on Marvel films or the characters very much. I like Star Wars way way more uh, to the point where I'll even purchase a Marvel <laughs> subscription to read Star Wars. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. It's beautiful on the iPad if you have an iPad at all. It works great on the phone too. Um, but if you have an iPad, you know you turn it you turn it uh, you know the the vertical orientation, and it's just like you. have have the the book in your hand i mean obviously you're not turning the pages and feeling the feeling the paper or whatever but just like awesome vivid colors you can just zoom in as much as you want to see like an individual cell and um it's just a really 
cool reading experience, right? Like Kindles, it's like, okay, people like Kindles, like e-ink, great, just all words. But if you have a tablet or if you have some sort of device that has a nice screen on it, wow, comic books really pop on those things. So check out Marvel Unlimited if you haven't. If you like comics at all, I'd imagine you're probably already all over that. But uh, there might be some stuff in there, too, even if you're not really into Marvel like I am. There's probably like a lot of other stuff like Star Wars that's kind of under the Marvel umbrella that you might want to check out. So uh, it's 10 bucks a month. You can just stop whenever you want, just like a streaming service. So you can just have it for a month, and it's like a two-week trial or whatever. But check out Marvel Unlimited because uh, it's, uh, it's fun to read comic books on a, on a, you know, a tablet or a phone. They're, they're really big these days. If so. you haven't picked up a comic lately, just grab something. Grab anything mm. and try it. There's some yeah. gold out there. Yeah, it's a cool world. I just don't know much about it. So there you go. Comics. You're delving Marvel in. Limited. You're delving in. You're doing a good job delving in. Yeah, there's a great like, like uh, Darth there. Vader, like big run of like 40 different comics. You know what I mean? Like all about Darth Vader, like before episode one or episode four, you know, A New Hope. So it's like kind of cool to sort of just like the series and the Clone Wars and some of the animated stuff is doing kind of filling in the gaps you know, in between the big blockbuster films. It's like the comic books have been doing that for a long time, too. So check it out. Brian, recommendations. What do you think and uh, what do you think people should know about, um, uh, according to you? Well, I think people should listen to the new record by Miranda Lambert. And before you start saying, oh, I don't like country, I don't like it, especially <laughs> in that tone of voice, um, uh, her songwriting is incredible. Okay, so I like I like Miranda Lambert a lot. I uh, I definitely um, I like the Pistolanis, her like little trio side group. Their first record is is wonderful, and I I like select pieces of Miranda, Miranda, but I like her as a whole entity. But last year she put out basically this demo record with two other of her songwriting peoples. Uh, called the Marfa tapes that she recorded just on a mic in the middle of the desert on the back of a pickup truck and it's really like raw and you can hear all the the mess ups and stuff like that and a couple of those songs are on this record but the uh, Laserbeak and I are big Miranda Lambert fans and so we've been talking about this record back and forth we love the electric guitar sound on all of the songs and the best song you should start with is this um Music City Queen song with a very odd combination on there that at first was jarring, but now I can't stop singing it. Uh, it's the lead singer. It's, uh, what's the name? Fred from the B-52s sings huh. on this Miranda Lambert song, Neil. Wow. And it's awesome. It's so huh. cool. He like does like ad-libs like he always does. He does, and you're moving and grooving, you know, and stuff like that. So, wow, what a, it's what good. A, There's some sad a, songs on here. There's some groovy party jams, and uh, it is worth your time. Give it a couple. Give the whole album a couple listens. Palomino by Miranda Lambert. Oh yeah, Brian, that's what I got. Brian's no stranger. She's the, one of the best in the game. He's talked about it before, but yeah, you're you know you know what's up in the in the in the country world. And, um, you know, not to say that you like it all, but, you know, it, it, it reads that you uh, that you dug into this one here. And um, that's cool. Yeah. Check, check it out, everybody. I've been I mean, as we've, I've been listening to new stuff, I've been, you know, passing up some hip hop and indie rock stuff to listen to this record again and again. So also on a side note about the B-52s, they were on Jimmy Kimmel like a couple weeks ago doing they played Love Shack as like a advertisement for their 
final tour ever they're going to do. And it was the the two ladies singing in their harmony and then Fred doing his, um, all his Fred stuff, like how he talks, whatever. And uh, they were perfect. Wow. Like, my jaw dropped. Like, I was watching this. Like, I kind of, like, watched it to, like, see how bad they were going to be. Like, like oddly, like, I shouldn't have done that. That was probably inappropriate of me. But then it, they went the opposite way of <laughs> they were so good. It was so good. Hey, that's it uh, was, yeah. That's good to surprise people. Just, like, be like, no. We're, even though we're super old, it's like, no, we still got it. We still do it. I mean, that's hard to do for one reason. People have listened to Love Shack, like, a million times. So you have, like, uh-huh. what the recorded version is like. Then it's on TV, uh, and then I watched it just like on YouTube or something like that. So your their uh, TV mix is always yeah. terrible, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. always terrible. And then they're playing it live like 40, 50 years later. Like, and they Crazy. just. Uh, anyways, much respect for the B-52s. All right. Nice. Let's keep it moving, Neil. I'll try and find that uh, that link for the show notes. Check it out. B-52s, Jimmy Kimmel. All right, next uh, next segment. Time to play a game. Have some fun. It's uh, it's game time. We're gonna play a sequel trivia game. Here we go. All right, we'll see how many of these Brian can get right here. We got four questions, all about sequels, Brian. And um, you know, I think this first one's kind of easy. You think I easy, can do it? But after that, I don't know. I think it gets a little bit tougher from there. So we'll see how much film knowledge you have. Question number one. Which of the toys gets stolen in Toy Story 2? A, Buzz. B, Woody. C, Mr. Potato Head. D, Ham. Which of the toys gets stolen in the sequel to Toy Story? One of the best sequels of all time. Toy Story 2. It's Woody by the big chicken guy. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. That's right. It's the... Chicken, it's the, the Mr. Al's Toy Barn guy. Right? Mr. Al's Toy Barn. I was yeah, trying to think of it. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Al. That's a, that's a funny scene. When he's like repairing him or whatever. Um, yeah, Woody. It's where they meet Prospector. <laughs> Ooh, Prospector. All right, that's, num- that's uh, number one. Nice work there, Brian. This one gets a little tougher here. Question number two. The Godfather Part Two was the first Hollywood film to use the numeral two in the title as like a sequel, right? So it's, it's essentially the first sequel, part two. Uh, which of these films was the second Hollywood film to, to be a part two with uh, using the two? Uh, is it A, French Connection 2, B, Jaws 2, C, Rocky 2, or D, Halloween 2? The second fi- I'm gonna Hollywood s- film to use I'm gonna two. Say, I'm going to say Rocky 2. Rocky 2 is incorrect. Sorry, Brian. French Connection 2 was the was the next one. There's a French Connection 2? I guess so. It was the very <laughs> next one. Know. Now, Jaws and Rocky both came in short succession after that. So three of these were right uh, you know, right behind Godfather to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to get on the sequel thing, too. We're going to jump on and <laughs> put a two on there. Let's so there you go. I don't think I've ever seen French Connection. Now, is that the – no, I'm thinking of Italian Job. What's the French Connection? What's, what's, what is that film? I don't know anything about the first one. <laughs> Do you Isn't that Gene Hackman? Oh, okay, yeah. French Connection. You know, it was there's something great about it because they made another one, Brian. You know what I mean? So yeah. I did not know there was a sequel. Yeah, I that, don't know if I want to see it, but – yeah, you got it. 1971, um, Gene Hackman in this, directed by William Friedkin. 
And uh, yeah, there you go. French Connection. There we go. Maybe we should check it out. French maybe, Connection maybe is good. Should. Maybe we should. Okay. Um, question number three. In Back to the Future 2, which futuristic year does Marty McFly travel to? A, 2000. B, 2005. C, 2015. Or D, 2022. Back to the Future 2. They go forward and they go back. We're just worrying about the which year they go forward to. 2000, 2005, 2015, 2022. Um, I'm going to guess 15. 15, you got it right, Brian. Nice work. 2015 is where they go forward to. Got the got the hoverboard and stuff. You know, still, still want to see the hoverboard, Brian. That's, I feel like that is the most iconic part of that for me. The whole Back to the Future <laughs> experience is that pink hoverboard. And just being like, whoa, that is, I don't know. I just think that just, especially Marty, I mean, Marty was cool with the vest and everything, but then, yeah, he gets in and flies on, like, a flying skateboard. That was, ooh, that blew my mind. So, yeah, there you go. That's the Back to the Future 2 reference in there. Um, one of our callers also mentioned it as well. So it did get mentioned in the, you know, in the main section. Gorgon, our buddy Gorgon loves all oh. things Back to the Future and should have called in for this. Let's go, Gorgs. <laughs> You're slipping. Yeah, yeah we got to get him back on. All right, uh, last one here. Uh, the sequel to Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick, premiered in theaters this summer, 36 years after the original. What is the one film f- franchise that had a longer gap between the original and the sequel? Is it A, Bambi and Bambi 2? B, Coming to America and Coming to America with a numeral 2 in there? Very clever, very clever. Yeah, uh, The Incredibles and The Incredibles 2? Or Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Which of those is the only film to have a longer I mean, It's probably going to be Sister Act 3 eventually <laughs> when it comes out. We'll break this record. But I'm guessing it's coming to America, right? Coming to America that's my, that's my. is um, not the answer, Brian. I'm sorry. Bambi oh. and Bambi 2. 64 years. There, wait. There's a Bambi 2? <laughs> Yeah, Bambi 2 exists. I'm uh, sorry. You thought that was maybe a trick due to Bambi 2. I, now, I think this is, you know, I feel like there's some controversy here because I'm pretty sure Bambi 2 was not released in theaters, right? But, you know, I didn't I didn't it's, say that was part of the It's in probably thing. Disney's heyday of direct-to-video. <laughs> yeah, direct-to-video sequels. And you're like, oh, yeah, run Bambi back. Who cares? Coming it to has America. 50% of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, boy. It has a better score than my favorite two movies combined. I don't know. You know I, so. I, that can't be. Coming to America. America is the next place one though that was 33 years um that's good so yeah that's those good. two and then there were some that were like the second like the third or the fourth film was like a big gap you know what i mean like oh, so i yeah. kind of threw those out but um then incredibles was 14 years finding nemo and finding dory was 13 years so there's a couple more that are you know are in those like 30s and 20 years but they are sequels in a different way where it's like uh, part three or part four came way later like uh, i think like rocky or something like that or rambo i think it was yeah one of the rambo films was like 30 years after like number two or something like that so there you go you got some of them right you got some of them wrong hope we did okay at home everybody all the film buffs that listen to our podcast of course um that's the quiz uh all the all the sequels now you hopefully are a little bit smarter now um but nice work with the with the trivia brian we got one more segment to do we always wrap it up Telling you what is new with Koo. All right, as we mentioned before, we are just home from playing a lovely festival in in Canada, Alberta, 
Edmonton, St. Albert. Those are all places. In, uh, <laughs> those are places, those correct. Those are all places in the same area, just getting smaller, smaller, smaller. Providence is uh, Alberta. And the overall city area is Edmonton. And then we played in the suburb of St. Albert. It was a good time. We hadn't been there since 2019. So last week we were we were hanging. We were eating Tim Hortons. We were uh, having a good time out there. We chilling. were working. We were working, playing lots of sets over the course of fewer days. So doubling up, all that kind of thing. Good times, though. So, yeah, we've been up to that. And uh, we played a we played a late night. We played a bar set. Ooh. It wasn't really late night because we played at seven, but it yeah. was late night in comparison to all the nine thirty a.m. sets we've been playing, and they were uh, they rocked it, Neil. They were loud. Oh, yeah. They were oh, fun. Yeah. They we, yelled. We only get to do a couple shows per year like that, like maybe like two or three, one or two, like where it's only adults in the room. So that's a fun, uh, different kind of experience. So that was enjoyable. Shout out to uh, yeah. The International Children's Festival of the Arts out there for bringing us in. And, uh, yeah, hopefully get to do it again. Uh, we got some other shows coming up. Check out our show calendar. we got playing all over the place this summer. Um, our friend uh, on the show here today, uh, was it Zach, mentioned our, our upcoming uh, free library shows in Las Vegas. So if you live in Vegas or nearby, drive on in. Come see us. It'll be, it'll be a good time. And then also we want to let you know that we will be playing Lollapalooza. This year, way out, uh, we've been we've been uh, we've been uh, you know on on the list on we've been scheduled for the last few years, but you know COVID nineteen had other things to to say about that. So uh, we're crossing our fingers that uh, this is going to be the year that we get to grace the stage there for Grant Kids Park. of Palooza. Kids of Palooza, it's been announced and uh, it, it's going to happen, you guys. So go get your tickets, Lollapalooza. We're going to be playing uh, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so we're playing two of the four days. We'll be hanging in beautiful Chicago. Chicago in the summer is quite nice, right there on the water. Hoping for a good time. So uh, yeah, those are uh, let's see, those shows are the twenty or sorry, the thirtieth and thirty first of July are the two days we're playing. But Neil, something cool happened uh, today. Uh, BTS's J Hope, kind of like the maybe like the Justin Timberlake. Of BTS, mm. basically, if that could be a yeah. good analogy. Yeah, but uh, is doing a solo set headlining on Sunday to replace Doja Cat, who has to get like a vocal node surgery or something, I believe. Ooh, so that'll be yeah. cool. Wow. All right. Something something to look forward to. All right. I'm, I'm into that. I mean, uh, Doja Cat's cool, too. I feel like I saw part of her set on like the Coachella like YouTube stream, though. So... You know, I'm good there. Uh, so yeah, all right, we'll we'll be ready for the K-pop, the K-pop fans, and we just gotta get them to like our band, and then we'll get to play in Korea. Let's do that. Um, good times. Okay. Um, anything else that's new, Brian? I mean, we mentioned uh, we mentioned that I'm watching a dog, and um, you know, we're playing shows, and Lollapalooza is coming up. So uh, I think that's pretty solid. We got merch still. You know, it's summertime. We got summertime merches. You know, so Neil, um, guess what I did? I did something that I didn't tell you about. I built uh, oh. two huge new uh, shelves in my garage. Oh, amazing! This Back week, stock for the merch. You got to have it. And so, if anybody's watched our like it live in the garage, it's just like piles of boxes in my garage. But, anyways, I built two of those big shelves. I basically made like repeats of the ones that were in there. And then, uh, just today, some more hats showed up. 
got another uh, set of some coups and some fancy new stuff that we can't talk about yet, but we will. We will, uh, we will show the world soon. But, Neil, something cool that's been happening in my world, but it's coming to an end soon, is that they've been uh, the street right like next to my house was getting completely redone. And when you have a two-year-old and a five-year-old, that's some great entertainment. We've oh. just been watching that every single day. Yeah, just been watching trucks. the street get ripped up, graded, <laughs> sprayed, fixing the sidewalk. And then today, all day, we were out there at like 6.45 a.m. And our PJ is basically like watching like the hot asphalt just being like poured down. <laughs> just just pull, up the lawn, pull up the lawn chairs in the front yard like it's a parade going by. And uh, Yeah, no doubt, basically, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Less candy being thrown at you, more asphalt. Um, you know, that's good times. Hey, that's that's good. That's that's fun. Any, anything. That's to my keep, newest with coup. That's my that's my biggest joy to share. <laughs> the street being repaved. We love it. Good times. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Banter Buddies. Tell a friend about our show, please. Make sure you're subscribed uh, via Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts. That way, you uh, you get the newest episode. As soon as it's out, boom, automatically sent to your device. Um, that would be cool if you could do that. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. 612-424-0036 is the telephone number to call and uh, leave a voicemail. Recommend us something. Um, maybe uh, maybe it's, like, just soap because you think we stink. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It could be a media thing or it could just be something, you know, it could be just something that you think would improve our lives as far as a mindset or something like that. Any, the sky's the limit. Go any direction you want. Recommend something to us. Uh, Brian, I feel like we're, we're both very open to being recommended things, too. So um, I, I think that it will be a good a good experience for both of us, right? I'm, I'm, I'm elated. Very excited for the upcoming recommendations. We're going to take them all and consider them all and bring them into our lives. We'll see you in two weeks for another episode of Banter Buddies. Talk to you then, Brian. Bye. Bye, Neil.